Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Hey everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. Jesus offers a life of significance, but it doesn't just happen. You choose it. You make it a goal. That is from Pastor Aaron Treadway, Don't Miss Your Life, a new book, and what we're talking about today. First of all, Aaron is my pastor, and he is a good friend of ours. We're all in community group together, and we've learned so much along the way from each other, from him as a pastor. So I'm so excited to share this book with you. And the concept is something that is so important. Success versus significance. Don't miss your life. I think for a lot of us, sometimes that target of success is so big that it can cloud the vision around us to know what's really important and what Jesus wants us to be doing. And so really, really cool. We're going to get to Aaron in a second here, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming in thinking this morning because I, I just went to, I don't know, I, I do think it was probably one of the best church services I've ever been to in my life at my church. We had the Kuyasa kids from South Africa at our church this weekend perform, and it was amazing. Actually, two of the girls stayed at our home for two nights, and we learned so much about them, about their culture, about life in South Africa. And one thing (laughs) is that our obsession with pumpkins very strange. (laughs) It was funny. We had some pumpkins outside the doorstep, and they said, wow, you guys really love pumpkins. Someone would totally steal those and cook them back in South Africa. (laughs) But uh, all kidding aside, really good perspective shift for us and having them in our home and realizing the bubble that we live in most of the time is very different than many other parts of the world. So seeing them in person and watching them perform was amazing. Having them in our, our home, you know, same thing. We, we learned so much and it was such a blessing to us to have them. We also had former prime minister of Ethiopia speak at our church yesterday along with Pastor Aaron. His name is Tamarat Lane. And wow, what a story. I actually need to just link the whole church service to this episode as well so you can watch the full service because it was really amazing. But I wanted to mention this because I thought it was one of those aha moments when I was listening to him speak 
he goes through his whole story about how he came to know Jesus. But back uh, in the late 80s, I believe it was, into the early 90s, he was part of the guerrilla warfare that was going on in Ethiopia that eventually overthrew the government, became prime minister, and had all this power. Everything success tells us that will make us happy. And really started to realize something's missing. Something's not here. He eventually ended up going to prison because the president at the time in Ethiopia that he was actually best friends with felt a little threatened by him, ended up going to prison and found Jesus in prison. And through that, I believe he was in in prison for 12 years, through that learned that his faith in Jesus and life serving Jesus and others was the significance that he needed in his life. And that's where we get into success versus significance. Success is never going to fulfill us, sustain us. And he actually went on to say something that was so interesting. He said, you know, when he was prime minister, you know, he'd often look at America and then reflecting back, you know, years later, he would say, why, why is America so successful and wealthy and prosperous? You know, you've been around 200 plus years here in Ethiopia. We've been around like 4,000 years. What, what did they do different? And he said, I, I realized it was three things after really studying it. One, an idea. They had a, an idea and a concept and they ran with it. And we know we definitely had that when <laughs> they came over to start America. But the third was most critical. And that was, he said, the country was founded on God. So many of the founding fathers, you know, had God. And that was their filter in building our country. Not everyone was perfect, not all of them, but the majority. And it was just really cool to reflect back and think about that and how really success and significance in our life come into play. Are you chasing something and you feel unfulfilled? It doesn't even have to be a super big thing. It could be a job. It could be really anything in your life. And that we'll never really find significance until we put Jesus first and have Jesus as the filter in our life. So I'm really excited to talk about this with Pastor Aaron today and see how we can apply it to our lives. So let's get into Pastor Aaron Treadway today. He is the Vice President of Ambassadors Football International. If you've ever sent your kids to Ambassadors Soccer Camps, there you go. Aaron is a big part of that. And he was the founder and executive director of the Cleveland City Stars, a professional soccer team. And he's written other books in the past, played Major League Soccer. And him and his wife, Jenny, who's a good friend of mine, live right here in the area. And again, pastor at Fellowship City Church in Chagrin Falls. And we also have a campus in Orange. So let's get to it. Don't miss your life. The secret to significance. Live life to the fullest. Now, nobody wants to look back on a disappointing, unfulfilled life. So this week, we're talking with my pastor and friend, Aaron Treadway. He has a new book called Don't Miss Your Life. And 
really, Aaron has so much experience out there just living life from a, a variety of angles. He's been a professional soccer player, traveled to over 140 countries, and has personally trained over 5,000 soccer coaches in developing and emerging nations. I know you've spent a lot of time in, in Africa, and really, you have so many stories. You have to be one of the best, if not the best, storytellers that I have <laughs> ever heard. And in this book, Aaron shares his personal discovery of the secret to significance and invites us to learn about how we live the life God created for us. And I've read the book. It is so good. So many good nuggets in here, Aaron. I, I First of all, I want to start at the very beginning because this book is called The Secret to Significance, Don't Miss Your Life. When when I hear that and people hear that at first, it's like, okay, I got to think about that. What is the difference between success and significance? Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, Great to be with you and just been great to get to know you and your family. Well, so, thank you. Yeah. Same here. So thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, this book really flows out of my own personal experience in life. Um, I think early on I got a, on a track pursuing success. You know, mm-hmm. the, that's the most direct way to say it, that uh, I was really hungry for money and recognition. And really, I think as I really reflect, if I'm being honest, I really was looking for affirmation. Yeah. I think so many of us, we, we, we feel like we, we need the approval of other people. And, and that was where I was at for a lot of years and, and still hold that intention today. So I was off kind of living life, pr- pr- pursuing success. And I, I had an experience one day in the middle of nowhere, Africa. Uh, I just started reading the Bible. For the very first time, and, and I, I was bold, and I was courageous, and I, I started reading the Old Testament. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, I didn't stay in the New Testament with all the red <laughs> letters. I got to the Old Testament, and there's this story about a woman named Esther. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you remember her. Such a time as this. Yeah, yeah, for such a time as this. And God spoke to me through that exact statement where cousin Mordecai writes Esther, who's, who was an orphan, and now she's the queen, and the evil villain's going to kill all the people, right? And Mordecai writes this letter and says, Esther, do you think that God puts you in that position for you? <laughs> now that's the translation according to Aaron. Right. <laughs> and it was kind of like standing on the, this dirt soccer field. You know, I grew up a soccer player. I was yeah. a soccer guy. That was my identity in a lot of ways. And, and now I'm, I was a professional player. I was playing in the Major League of Soccer here in the United States. It was kind of like in that moment, all those years ago, God said to me, do you think I left you on the soccer field for you, right. for your purposes, for your glory, for your fame, your bank account, whatever the, the, the case might have been? And it was kind of, it wasn't like a revelation, like all of a sudden everything made sense, but it was the beginning of a journey for me. I love that. Can I also just ask too, because I know the answer to it, but I think it's so cool. When did you first become a Christian? Yeah, I, I, uh, I actually, I grew up going to church from time to time. Okay. Um, and, you know, I love to share the gospel with young people now because I grew up in the United States, just outside of San Francisco, California. And I can honestly tell you when I came to know Christ as Lord and Savior, I'd never heard the gospel. I was 19 years old. I grew up going to church, but I had never heard the gospel. Nothing against that church. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't know that Jesus 
was this important, you know, yeah. the, you know, the pinnacle of how this whole faith journey works. Uh, I just thought it was kind of, I lived the good kid gospel. Yeah. You know, I tried to be a good person and I figured I could earn my, my, you know, way up to heaven somehow or earn the favor or approval of God. And it wasn't until, uh, well, I guess I'll date myself, 1990. Uh, 1994, <laughs> January 17th, 1994, I know the exact date, I, I read a book called Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Never heard of the guy at that point. Wow, yeah. Famous person, but a famous book as well. And uh, that night, read that book cover to cover, my dorm room, California State University, and I prayed my first prayer. On three conditions, God, I said, I'm going to become a Christian. Number one, I don't want to be one of those weird guys that stands up on Sundays and talks I didn't even know what they were called. <laughs> Pastors. Yeah, I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a missionary. That was number two. And this was my biggest fear at the time. I don't want to ever have to stand up and speak in public. On those three conditions, I'm in. I'll follow Jesus. Isn't that, that's when you know, you never make those <laughs> Don't make deals with God. I tell people all the time, you know, he does what he wants to do. He's sovereign. I love that story so much. I think it's so beautiful. And in the book, one of the quotes that caught me, and I feel like you've even used this in a sermon before, and it really stopped to make me think. Because again, you've you've played major league soccer. You just mentioned some of the levels of success that you've had. There's a quote by Jim Carrey, you know, famous actor. I wish everybody could get rich and famous and do everything they've ever dreamed of. And then they can see that that's not the answer. And it just made me stop and think, is success a big disappointment? It seems like it doesn't ever satisfy. Yeah, I think, you know, I say this all the time, but there's no problem with success. I I want success in my life. I don't think uh, when you start to pursue significance in Christ that you have to give up everything else. Right. You know, I don't, I don't think you have to, and I think that's a, a big um, challenge. I, I have a friend named Steve Shack. He actually endorses the new book. Uh, former number one draft pick in the Major League of Soccer. Uh, went to the, you know, the Olympics and just this hugely successful guy. And he could never really, um, he never really materialized as a great professional. You know, he was an mm-hmm. All-American at UCLA, but but he became a, a Christ follower his last year of college, and he could just never figure out how can I be a Christian and yet at the same time be this you know ruthless kind of mm-hmm. hardcore professional athlete, and it really hindered him. Mm. Um, and and since then he's kind of I think figured it figured it out, and yeah. he's doing great in life. But I think that's a struggle sometimes for people of faith. Like how do we bridge the gap between our faith? And the reality of the world we live in. Yeah, it's so true. One of my friends who is an author said to me once, Jesus lived alert. Mm. And I think about that a lot because Jesus was a lot about big things, but he was also about the people right in front of him. Mm. He lived alert around his surroundings. And when I was reading the book, I was thinking about that. And it reminded me of this song that we used to play here on the station by a guy named Josh Wilson. It was called Dream Small. I always loved this song. And it wasn't really even a big hit, but for whatever reason, it clicked with me. And here's just a little bit of the verse. It says, um, it's visiting the widow down the street or dancing on a Friday with your friend with special needs. 
These special moments change the world. Of course, there's nothing wrong with bigger dreams. Just don't miss the minutes on your way to bigger things because these simple moments change the world. Mm. And I just, every time I hear the song, I get goosebumps. And it was interesting because we actually had a conversation with the artist one time and I wanted to tell him how like influential this song was on me. And I think about it a lot. Mm. And he's like, I'm so glad. He's like, actually, it hasn't really resonated with people. People are having a hard time with the whole idea of dream small mm. and the idea of like that small town preacher, that, you know, missionary to the remote area. It's so hard for them to not think dream big, the American mm. dream. Like, why, why do you think that is? Well, I think we all want, we have visions of grandeur. And, you know, I think culture tells us that you really, you know, you really aren't significant unless you do this or you drive this or yeah. you live here. And again, nothing, nothing wrong with those things. Um, I just don't think, I don't see that. Uh, in Scripture as the, the secret to significance. Yeah. And I see in Scripture Jesus saying, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full, that God, the heart of God for his people is that we would live these lives that are satisfied and full and overflowing. Um, but I don't think those things are found in success. Uh, I believe that really at the heart of that, there, the, a life of significance is found in Christ alone. Yeah. Um, and I love that idea. I haven't heard that song. Uh, I'll I wrote, have to send it to you because yeah, it's so please. good. I wrote a, a little book uh, a few years ago on everyday faith. And it's interesting that you said that the, the, the writer of that song hadn't really resonated or caught on. I feel like that book didn't catch on either. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, and I think it's because we, we don't want just ordinary, everyday faith, even though Jesus says faith is small as a mustard seed. Yeah. The smallest amounts of faith can do profound things. Um, and, and that's what I'm after in my life. I just want to walk around and be alert, like you said, yes. to these everyday opportunities that we all have. No matter, you know, what platform you stand on. You know, I go back to that quote you shared from Jim Carrey. He's standing on the world's biggest stage in his profession. Yeah. You know, he had won, I think it was an Emmy, and he's standing up there. And it was in that moment that he mm. shared that idea that, like, all of a sudden, I've got everything I ever wanted, and I realize it's not the answer. Yeah. And I love that. You talk about that in the book where you dig into community mm. and how the outpouring of significance in living in Christ <laughs> Really, you have this outpouring of community and being in community. And that was some really good stuff in there. I, I want to stop you for one second because something popped in my mind because I know you have been all over like 140 more countries and you've, you've seen a lot of other cultures. I hear American dream a lot. I grew up like living the American dream and it's, it's beautiful. There's so many wonderful things about the American dream. But I feel sometimes maybe that pushes us to we have to be this successful person and have this and have that and keep up with the Joneses. Is it like that in other countries? And I'm asking this, and I know your wife, Jenny, who's a good friend of mine, is from South Africa. Mm -hmm. I worked with a gentleman from South Africa once, and he always had like the best attitude and the work home you know, environment. And he always used to say, you know, in South Africa, we work to live. But you guys live to work. Mm. 
and I, maybe that was just him. But do you find that it's the same type of push for success in other cultures? I mean, you've been to remote areas of Africa. Yeah, well, let's start here because uh, you sharing that just made me think. You know, the American dream, how did it start all these hundreds of years ago? It's the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. And if you look at uh, studies these days, the United States of America is the least happy nation <laughs> on the planet. Uh, I think wow. it's uh, Finland is number one. I, yeah, I think I saw whether that. whether or not we, we kind of va- fluctuate between like last place and second to last place in the whole world, in yeah. every single country. Like why is that that we are struggling so much when the foundation of who we are as a nation – was was rooted in this idea that we could know these lives uh, that were full of freedom and the pursuit of happiness. Um, and, and I think it, it has a lot to do with we're aimed at the wrong target. You mm-hmm. know, we, we just got a little bit slightly off uh, and, and maybe we're, we're not actually pursuing what that original intent of the American dream was. We are uh, living to work now. And it's not just because work for work's sake. It's, it's work, at least for me, this has been a challenge in my life, because it's work so that I could have these things. You know, I'm trying to prove myself. I'm trying to prove my worth to other people. I'm trying to show people how valuable I am because of what I possess. And, and I don't think that's the heart of God for us. No, I don't think so either. And I think it's also gotten hard here in the world with social media. You know, we have these platforms out there and everybody has a Facebook page at this rate. You know, or grandmas have Facebook pages. The, the likes, the, you know, the, the TikTok views, all that kind of stuff. And I like really think about that for my kids, I think, more so than I do myself. Mm. But how does that play in with, you know, this idea of significance in, versus success when we have all of this stuff coming at us with social media. Yeah, there's this, this idea um, that, that so many people are on a treadmill yes. in life. Um, and it's called, it's called hedonic relativism or hedonic uh, adaptation. Okay. And so it's this idea that we have a desire, and we all have desires. That's nothing wrong with desires. We have mm-hmm. a desire, and so we strive, we aim at something, and we start to, to try to get that thing. And ultimately, maybe we obtain it. And so we enjoy it, but over time, the enjoyment of that thing, it wanes or it fades. And so it starts the cycle again. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit of the challenge with, with aiming our lives at success. You, and maybe that was what Jim Carrey was talking about. Yeah. Right? Like he got there. He made yeah. it. I heard this, this amazing quote from Tom Brady, you know, the NFL quarterback, and he's won all these Super Bowls. I think it was after Super Bowl – victory number three or four, he said something about, you know, well, you know, <laughs> I, I fulfilled all my dreams, yeah. but I still feel like there's something else. Like, what else is there? And he didn't have the answer. And I think the answer is found in the pages of Scripture, that Jesus came to give us this overflowing life of abundance. And it's really not found anywhere else. No, and it's so true. And I love that, you know, for you, you found Jesus and you read a book, you, you prayed the prayer, and it all started from there. And for so many people, like building their life in Christ 
comes with community, I think. You know, having those brothers and sisters, if you will, or, you know, people in general to help kind of walk life and live life together. And you have a whole section in the book that I thought was really good. And it it was all about community. And one of the things we do here at this station, I had never heard this before. So your little tidbit on this was so cool to me. We uh, play the Lord's Prayer twice a day. And so we hear it a lot. And we like, I've heard that so many times. I grew up in learning it. But you brought insight for the Lord's Prayer and community in the book that I thought was so good about let uh now i'm blinking let us and we mm. yes yeah i think um praying together yes. in community i think that's a real challenge actually maybe in post pandemic world you know i i think yeah. uh, there's a lot of genuine jesus people out there who in pandemic world, um, in some respects, rightfully so, kind of went into hiding. Yes. You know, went into seclusion. And and I think that uh, we as a people of faith are are struggling right now because we've not fully re-engaged, um, not necessarily with God, but one with another. Yeah. You know, as iron sharpens iron, yes. so one man sharpens another. And, and I, in that, I hear we need each other. Yes. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people say, well, well, I don't need to come to church on Sunday. I don't think that's what it is. I think when, you know, the author of Hebrews talks about not forsaking the gathering, it has as much to do with the, the you know, okay, the building is one thing, but it's really the people yes. who occupy that space. Yes. And when we do life on life, Something happens in the spiritual realms in our lives that is it moves us towards the things and the heart of God. Amen. We just had a study the other day. I ended up I did a TikTok on it and it got so many comments. It was a new study and I can't remember the percentage. I don't want to quote the wrong number, but it was a pretty high percentage, particularly evangelical Christians who feel like they don't need to be go to church to be a Christian. And, you know, I said, I'm not here to debate that. But one of my favorite quotes is from uh, a, a pastor. And he said, you know what? You, there, A lot of people say you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And they're absolutely right. Our faith is in Christ alone. But you don't have to go home to be married either. But if you stay away long enough, your relationship will be affected. And that was Dr. Tony Evans. And I think about that a lot. I thought that was such a good way to paint that picture. Because, right? You like, mm. I couldn't imagine not being at home with my husband ever. <laughs> sure, we could technically still be married, but that's going to ultimately affect our relationship. So, just you know, diving into, I was thinking about all those things. I was, I would read, was reading that chapter of the book and saying, you know, yes, if I want to make a significant mark as a Christ follower throughout the world, I need to be in community. I need to be reading my Bible. I need to press in to things more. So it really kind of ignited that mm. that in me in that that whole area. And I'm very blessed because we have the best community group in the world. Sorry. Amen. <laughs> Aaron and his wife are in our community group. But, you know, I just I want that for everybody. I want people to find a church where they'll grow, that they'll love. Um, I want everybody to find that community. So, by the way, tell us, everybody, where our church is. Yeah, Fellowship City Church. Uh, we've got two campuses right now. One's in Chagrin Falls, another one in Orange. 
Uh, we were blessed about a year ago to acquire a 100-year-old church. It was Bethlehem Baptist, and um, they were kind of limping along through, through COVID, and, <clears throat> and so our leadership teams came together. So, yeah, that's our second campus, but uh, God is good. And, you know, it, it, I think church has changed, and the way people uh, see church and, and are interacting with the church is a little bit different right now, yeah. but God is still good. And God is still on the throne, and God is building his church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So I I feel blessed to be a pastor in these days. Awesome. Well, thank you for all you do. You and the whole pastor staff at our church are amazing. The book is so good. It's called The Secret to Significance. Don't miss your life. You can get it wherever books are sold. I highly recommend it. And just, hey, thanks for coming in and talking with us today. Appreciate it. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525.